Hi, I'm Kurt Fernley, Paralympian, and I'm coming to you from a Wabakul country. And I'm Paralympian Riley Vatt, and I'm broadcasting from Viripai land. And on today's show, Riley Vatt, what gets better with age? <laughs> Cheese? Oh, wine? Me? You? No, well, the first two, yes! But you know what also gets better with age? It is the great Carol Cook, paracyclist and extraordinaire and all-round Aussie legend. Carol's on the show. But first, our You Little Ripper moment. Riley Bat, what's yours? Oh, Kurt, my You Little Ripper moment this week is a little bit different. It's uh, not athlete-focused. It is Kate McLaughlin, or as we call her, K-Mac. She's been appointed a chef de mission of the Paris 2024 Paralympic Games. Kurt, this is her third para- summer Paralympics as chef de mission of the uh, Australian Paralympic team. How amazing is K-Mac? Like I, I, I'd say on you, again, friend of the pod, I say on the You Little Ripper uh, episodes many times that Kate McLaughlin is the greatest sports administrator in the country. How much, how much does uh, Kate contribute to the mob, to the Paralympic community in this country, Riles? Oh, Kate's absolutely unbelievable. She's... Um... She's just a caring soul. And I feel like she's got a, a really good balance there. Obviously, you know, she's she's an amazing chef to mission of the Paralympic team and will be hard at you if you have done something wrong. But I feel like she's everyone's friend as well. So she's got that balance completely right. And I think that's what we need. Yeah, I think equal parts, uh, equal parts, kind soul and uh, terrifying warrior. Uh, (laughs) exactly exactly what the Paralympics hopes to be to be this real approachable real kind of uh, 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 accepting community uh, and then also fierce when required and Kurt what's your you little ripper moment my moment is uh, Honey Watson. Honey is setting her sights on powerlifting gold at the Commonwealth Games. Uh, Honey set an Oceana record of 120 kilograms uh, at the World Championships last year. She is going from strength to strength. Uh, one of my favourite events to watch is, is uh, powerlifting. Uh, I've loved watching Richard Nicholson in 2000 come home with the silver medal. Uh, Rich is a good mate of mine, but uh, he, he was also, he, he lifted 175 kilos that year, which is hard to hard to fathom as a bench press. But I, I really, my utility report moment goes to Honey Watson because we're, we're on board this journey as well. And I can't wait to see how she performs over in, uh, over in Birmingham in just a few weeks. We've also got selected for that team as another power lifter is Benny Wright so we're going to be cheering on Benny Wright here at you Little Ripper as well uh Riley Bat, what's your best of the rest oh once again mate I'm throwing it away from the athletes this time they're always in the limelight Kurt uh so <laughs> my best of the rest moment is uh you know long-term uh, broadcast partner of the Australian Paralympic team Channel 7 who has just won the Logie for the most outstanding sports coverage um, of the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic and Olympic Games Kurt you wouldn't know anything about this Logie, would you? Wait, I won a Logie? <laughs> <laughs> you won a Logie. You were interviewing for Channel 7 as well. So we get to share Logies. Mate, as much as I give you a stick all the time, I am absolutely proud of you. And uh, you held your own for the Channel 7 coverage, mate. You and Joe Griggs were absolutely amazing. So thank you so much and uh, congratulations. 
All right, right back at you then. My best of the rest is this wheelchair rugby national championships that took place just a little while ago. And guess who won? Who won the national championships except for the New South Wales Gladiators featuring the great Riley Bat. Mate, congratulations on uh, on the, on an additional uh, uh, national championships to add to the tally. How are you feeling? How's the body? Pulled up really well, to be honest. And um, we all obviously all know about this thing called COVID that uh, rocked, uh, you know, sports and the whole world, I guess, for the last three years. And it's really hit us as an Australian wheelchair rugby team. So recently we came back from Canada and probably wasn't the result we wanted, but it was expected because we hadn't played as a team for so long. It just didn't have that mojo. So to play at the Australian Wheelchair Rugby Nationals up at the Gold Coast, um, it was absolutely incredible to see all the Australian players back out there and all the up-and-comers. You know, that's what it's all about, the up-and-comers and the future of this sport as well. And everyone back on that page and seeing them lift and I guess the instincts started to come back. So it was amazing to see, and especially leading into a big year for us in wheelchair rugby into the World Championships. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing us try to get back up to that number one position that we held for 10 years before Tokyo. Uh, we're all behind you, mate. That uh, that team is a love team, uh, the wheelchair rugby team in Australia. We uh, much loved here at You Little Ripper. Uh, I need to also give a shout out to Sarah Stewart. Sarah is the new chairperson of the Athlete Council here in Australia. Uh, the Athlete Council is a is a representative group of all variation of disability and sporting group that we have within the Paralympic community within the mob. Uh, it brings the athlete voice, which is uh, which is also a proudly uh, a dis- disabled voice into the organization of, uh, of the, the, the Paralympic Games. And Sarah is, uh, she will be a great uh, new chairperson. And also a shout out to Annabelle Williams, friend of the pod, who uh, is leaving after chair, after chairing the AC for the last three or four years. Uh, a wonderful contribution to the movement. And I'm sure that Sarah Stewart, Sarah will be right up there as well. An amazing voice. So congratulations to Sarah. The listener has been waiting for, uh, we teased at the front of the show. Riley, what do you love about our guest? What do you love about Carol Cook? Oh, Carol, she's just absolutely incredible. And, like, you know, when when you have her around the Paralympic team, like in Tokyo, um, she just brings this energy and this aura to everyone. She's just everyone's friend. And uh, I don't know, she's, she's very nice. But I feel like once she gets on that bike, Kurt, there's a totally different Carol. I'm very happy. I'm very happy, Riley, that we wear the same uniform as Carol Cook. <laughs> she she's a, a huge competitor. And that well, you know what, you little ripper audience, we've got to bring her into the show. The incredible, the amazing Carol Cook. Welcome to you, little ripper. Oh, thank you for having me. And you know, it's I think the last time I spoke to you was from a hospital bed. And every time you made me laugh, it hurt like <laughs> hell. So today it won't. Yay. Yeah, it is. I I can't believe how well the, the last eight months just seems to have disappeared. How have you gone with recovery? Uh, and to remind the listeners, that was an incredible crash during the road race at the Paralympic Games in in Tokyo. You 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 had to re- recover and then uh, spent longer uh, overseas uh, to actually recover from your injuries before you could get home, but. How has your recovery went? Oh, yeah. Look, you know, there's always a silver lining to crashing. Seriously. I'm literally the only athlete who got to stay in Tokyo and become a tourist. 
So, <laughs> you know, I did that for two weeks. And so it was great. And I had Jillian Niven there with me, um, looking after my, my every need. And it was, it, it was amazing, you know, and my recovery has gone really, really well. I'm, I'm right back to where I was pre Tokyo, I guess, at this point right now, just getting ready for world champs, which happened to be in Canada in the beginning of August. So I actually get to go home and see my family afterwards, which I haven't seen for three and a half years. Carol, I remember being in the village with all the mob behind us, watching your race and seeing you crash out in that time trial. And it was absolutely, you know, gut-wrenching for us all. Um, but what people don't understand is, yeah, your recovery afterwards when the whole team had left uh, the, the village back home in quarantine, we were getting, you know, updates from you it sounded like you were having a holiday over there for that you know for that two weeks what was it like going from um, obviously recovery from that from that crash being sort of I guess away from the team um, I know you had the support with you but not only getting recovery over there in, in in Japan but then having to come home and then do two weeks of quarantine how was that for you oh uh, look it wasn't I don't think it was as bad for me as the rest of the team because um, we had to fill out heaps of forms just so that I could actually get on a plane because I'd had the pneumothorax in my lung and you're not allowed to fly because if the, the pressure in the plane will actually collapse the lung again, if it's not fully healed. Um, so I had like to get ultrasounds and all kinds of stuff from a doctor and, and a report to say that I was okay to fly. Jillian and I didn't want to come home. Because <laughs> seriously, you know, we, they had the hotel booked for us for a month because they didn't know how long my recovery would take. And two weeks into it, they're saying, yeah, you can go home. And we're thinking, no, we've got freedom here. Why do we want to go back to Melbourne? Number one, where we had 14 days of quarantine and number two, where they were still in lockdown. And we fought that, but unfortunately we lost. I was able to get um, a wind trainer and a bike in, in the room, um, Oz Cycling actually um, paid for it so that I could get on and just get the legs moving. You know, I'd done that at the embassy in Tokyo. They let us use the, come to the embassy and use the gym. And um, so I sat on a walk bike, uh, by all means, it was only like 10 minutes the first day, just trying to get my legs moving. Um, because I, it was a catch 22 for me um, because of my MS. If I don't actually do some kind of exercise each day, my MS gets worse and it starts sliding backwards. So it was really important. Like even when I was in ICU day two, I was saying to the physio, I'm getting out of bed. And they're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yes, I am. And I literally sat up on the side of the bed and freaked them out. And I said, you either help me or I'm doing it on my own. So, you know, it was really important to keep moving. Carol, I think you have just you have just shown to the you little ripper audience how and why uh, the the mob, the Paralympic community, why we love you and value you so much. Even that one conversation right there, uh, you are a bloody badass. <laughs> oh, my my mum, Kurt, my mum would probably say that. No, I'm just pig-headed and stubborn. <laughs> and and Carol, I don't. I think you're using the MS as an excuse to get up and do the workout. I think deep down it's because you're an athlete and you love to put yourself in pain on that bike. That's why you got back on the bike and got back in the training so quick. You're heading over to Canada. This is going to be the first, you know, the world championships since 2019. What's it, what's it like for you knowing that you're going to be competing, uh, you know, on Canadian soil wearing the green and gold? 
Oh, look, I've done it before, Riley. And it was quite funny because the first time that that happened was way back in 2013. So almost 10 years ago. And we, we were in the same town, Bay Camo in Canada. And uh, the Canadian, Marie-Yves, who crashed in front of me, she's French Canadian. So we're in French Canada and we're going to the finish line and she's coming. I can hear her coming up behind me in the road race. And it's just a fight to the, to the finish line. And all the Canadians were like screaming for Marie-Yves. And in my head, I'm on my handlebars going, but I'm Canadian too. I'm just wearing different colors. <laughs> you know? So it's, um, it's quite funny because last time we were in Bay Camo was 2000. Well, we were there in 2019, but in 2018, we were there and my family came. And it's funny when you have other who still thinks that you're Canadian, but you're racing for Australia because she's wearing this big Canadian top hat with Australian flags hanging out from it and carrying an Australian flag. You know, it was, it was quite funny. So yeah, it's, I guess I've been here long enough that now I'm glad my mom won't hear this. I actually feel more Australian than I do Canadian because I've been here almost half my life now. So a couple of years away from half my life. So, you know, this is home. When I'm, I'm over glad. there to my mom, that's home. But right now yeah. this is home. And I'm glad that we have you as an Australian over a Canadian because you are one competitor there, Carol. We know that you, Little Ripper audience, are big fans of Carol Cook. Who do you look forward to seeing race over there uh, in the in the green and gold within that team of 15? Who's your favourite? You're allowed to pick favourites. Yeah, this oh, is, no, no one will know. <laughs> no one will know. Yeah, they'll probably all <laughs> listen to this and say, oh, sure. Well, look, I... I, I love our team. You know, I love, I love everybody on our team. It's an amazing team. We do so well. Um, but I have to say the the couple of people that I room with um, Paige Greco and Caitlin Sherman, she's back on the team this year. Um, and, and we've got somebody new, Lauren Parker. She's come from, you know, triathlon she's coming, she's on her first team for road worlds. And so I'm really excited about the three of them. I know Caitlin Sherman as a C1 um, missed out on Tokyo because of the factoring and because the, you know, there's events that are combined and I think she's going to surprise everybody. She's worked so hard and she's trained so hard. So out of, you know, those three women, oh, like all of them and Petricola, Meg Lemon, you know, and we've got a new, um, Candace who's from Adelaide as on the tandems. We haven't had a tandem with us for ages, you know, so that's really cool. And our hand cyclists, we've got Alex Welsh has come back onto the team as well. So, yeah, it's really exciting to see a lot of younger ones coming up. Um, and look, when I, was, when I was in Europe in May, paracycling has just evolved leaps and bounds. The number of new riders, and even in my category, was just incredible. And they've come from other sports. And so they know how to be athletes and they're strong. There's a Swiss girl in my category who's just ridiculously strong. And um, she smashed everybody in Germany in both the time trial and the road race. So, I mean, it was a time trial that was 12K climbing uphill, which is absolutely ridiculous as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Um, I am, she's from Switzerland. So, of course, she's going to be able to climb hills. She <laughs> <laughs> just, Carol, just listening to those names that you just brought up in this Australian cycling team just gave me absolute shivers. Like some huge household names there. What an absolutely phenomenal squad uh, we have in Australia. Like, you know, I'm very, very proud to be part of this team. Every single team member could actually medal. Every single one could medal. 
but because seems, they're all so good. That seems that seems a, a, like a common feature in our our cycling team. That is, it is extraordinarily high performing. You put Lauren Parker in that team as well. I got to go back to Lauren. I, I did a little bit of training with Lauren uh, when she was developing into the sport. She is stronger on that hand cycle than I have seen anyone. Like yeah. she, I, I, I would not. You know, like she is just when she when she truly goes into the the hurt locker, like into that trench, you know, she just destroys people. And oh. I, I would definitely keep an eye out for her in a first yeah. world championships. Yeah, definitely. I reckon she will medal. Um, looking at the field when I was in Europe in May, and I and I definitely looked at everything um, so I could report back to um, to the coaches. But Lauren destroyed me at nationals going up Mount Buninyong for crying out loud, using her arms and me using my legs. Mind you, I am a bit older and a bit heavier, but, <laughs> you know, um, and she's like a bullet that like those hand cycles are like a bullet coming downhill. So it would not surprise me to see her on the podium at all. And I expect her to be there. And I'm sure I'm sure the coaches do as well because she is just incredibly strong. So what? it's a really good, we haven't had a female hand cyclist. I think we had one when I first started in 2011 and that was it. So this'll be, this'll be fabulous for Australian cycling to get another female on the team. Who's on a different bike because we haven't had hand cyclists. Carol, no pressure. Yeah. Kirk, this is sounding a little bit like our para dolphins where everyone might get a medal. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. Oh, look, wouldn't that be great? You know, wouldn't that be great? And look, you know, I never, I always want a medal. Actually, in, in Germany, it was the first time I've never been on the podium in 11 years. Um, so that was, that was like, whoa, this is a first. <laughs> you know, so it's going to be tough. There's new riders. It's going to be tough for me, but you know, I just go to do the best that I can do on the day and hope that, yeah, I'm, I'm better than the others to, to get there. So I think we all have that attitude that it's, it's not about I'm going to win, but I'm going to do the best that I can possibly do and leave no stone unturned. You know, and I think everybody's got that same mentality. Carol Cook, wonderful to have you back on you, Little Ripper. Uh, we're going to be cheering you and the rest of the Aussie cyclists over there in Canada. It's later on this year for the World Championships. Uh, you, again, you are you live and breathe the green and gold. You're you're an amazing representative for the mob. I thought I was lucky enough to share this uh, share this show with the great Riley Bat, but to share it with both of you, it's uh, it's one of my highlights, one of my one of my favourite shows. And good luck. We love you. And thanks for joining us on you, Little Ripper. Uh, thanks so much. Kurt and we love you too even though you're not competing <laughs> anymore and you don't have that drive you know maybe one, oh, we, could, we could turn you into hand cyclists tandem hand cycle myself and you what do you reckon <laughs> Look, I could maybe uh, be like Yoda on the back of Luke Skywalker, the way uh, just hang on to the back of Riley while he pedals me around. No, I'll be like ET on the front basket, mate. <laughs> it's been great talking to you today. Oh, hey, Riley Bat. You mentioned the the Dolphins, every single member of the Dolphins team coming home with a medal from the World Championships. I just, I still can't get my head past that. And imagine if we can do this again, another Australian Paralympic uh, para team heading abroad and every member being on that podium. What a, what a possibility. It's mind-boggling. 
Oh, I definitely don't want to put a curse on them, but it's listening to that team, listening to, you know, Carol go through that team list. I seriously had shivers, mate. Um, It is an incredible team. And, you know, obviously knowing a lot of these athletes for so many years and um, I cannot wait to see the results over there in Canada. Uh, well, a, a couple of members to watch out for for the You Little Ripper audience. Obviously, these are the uh, they, these are the the, the well known these are the Tokyo performers. Just straight up the top, um, we have uh, Darren Hicks, Emily Petrocola, Meg Lemon. Of course, we've got uh, we've got Stewie Tripp in there. But do keep an eye out for Lauren Parker. And, and I mentioned it through that interview. Lauren is wow, she is tough. She is as tough as nails and so incredibly uh, efficient on that bike that uh, she's definitely going to be one to uh, watch as well. That's your first show, Riley. You survived. Yes, uh, it's been a nervous show for me, but mate, you've looked after me. So thank you so much. I've had an absolute ball. We love Paralympic sport and we want to share how amazing it is with the rest of the world, but we need your help to do that. Uh, we need you to write a review, a review, a good reviews, Riley Bat. Is that all we're taking? Oh, I just want to, yeah, I'd love to know if you want me back on this show or not. Um, yeah, just write a review. If you don't like me, write a review. If you like me, write a review. If you like Kurt, write a review. If you don't like him, I guess most people, write a review. Don't, don't uh, write a review if you don't like us. I can't handle that, Riley. <laughs> uh, I just want to say an absolute huge thank you to Toyota. Uh, um, you know, they're huge supporters of the Paralympic team. They're huge supporters of this podcast. And they're a supporter of myself as well. And they've been looking after me for years. So I want to say massive thank you to you guys at Toyota. Um, couldn't do it without you guys. And that's another episode of You Little Ripper. Mm. See you later.